Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 13th, five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels. Rob Kendall has the day off today. Brad Kloppenstein is filling in for him. Thanks for joining us today, uh, Brad. So you, there was some, some breaking news. Hunter Biden showed up for his closed-door deposition in the impeachment inquiry into his daddy. He says uh, he's there for the public hearing, though. And he was speaking on Capitol Hill, and this is what he had to say. But I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. I am first and foremost a son, a father, a brother, and a husband from a loving and supportive family. I'm proud to have earned degrees from Georgetown University and Yale Law School. I'm proud of my legal career and business career. I'm proud of my time serving on a dozen different boards of directors. And I'm proud of my efforts to forge global business relationships. Okay. He's proud of all of these things. Is he proud of the the drugs? (laughs) Well Is he proud of the tax evasion? Is he is he proud of the gun charges? Is he is he proud of the uh, hotel rooms with nefarious activity but we're not place. here to talk about that today casey oh we're not talking about that <laughs> he, he says uh let me uh let me state as clearly as i can my father was not financially involved in my business except for the bank records and the checks that say otherwise right yeah he wasn't 10 percent to the big guy right he wasn't involved in most of my business except when he was except for then except yes. except for the phone calls when he was saying dad is sitting right here right? right and except for all of the pictures that have come out of joe biden standing with his business associates Right. So yeah. nothing to see here. No, move no, along. Except, except for the pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> except for except for that. Sure. All right. So that's a, a, a breaking story that's unfolding right now. Seven minutes after ten, and let's talk about what's going on with the uh, leap project. Any possible way that the water utility ratepayers won't end up paying for water to be piped in from the Wabash River aquifer to the LEAP project in Lebanon. So this is fascinating. This is Mm going to get real interesting, and it's going to start raising questions of, I mean, obviously, any public utility, especially a water utility, you take water from one spot and then you pipe it elsewhere. So Citizens Energy Group is taking, mostly they're drawing water, I think, off of Fall Creek, which is fed by Geist Reservoir, which is fed by the giant gravel pit that they incorporated in. And then they spread it all over central Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um at what point do you say you're taking water from somewhere else and delivering it to XYZ place down the road? In this instance, they are looking at the Wabash River Aquifer that uh, has apparently a fair amount of water, and they're wanting to pipe it all the way down to Lebanon, which then begs the question, uh, why doesn't Lebanon have water mm-hmm. or enough water? Apparently they don't. Well, uh, Matt Gentry was on this very program and he said they do have enough water for their residents. They do have enough water for the uh, Eli Lilly project. But if there's more businesses coming in, that's where there's an issue. Right. Well, they're, so if they build a pipeline, somebody's got to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And if 
it's going to go to a water utility. So whether Citizens Energy gets chosen on this or what, American Water, and there's a couple others, um, ultimately they're going to have to fund that. And so it's going to be at least initially the ratepayers who are going to fund those projects um, and to what degree. And then, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to hear what these studies say. Is this going to impact Tippecanoe County's ability to grow in the future? Mm-hmm. And why not just locate this in Tippecanoe County, closer to the source? So Okay, so there's this consumer advocacy group. It's called Citizens Action Coalition, and they're warning that the added cost to build these pipelines to move this water into the Leap District will uh, lead to rate increases for everyday water users all across central Indiana. So this future 9,000-acre tech hub in Lebanon could cost someone not living in Lebanon a rate increase. It very well could. Um, so, and typically the larger users, whether they be larger users of electricity or water, or whatever, get a better break. I mean, it's, it's the volume discount. So, yeah, does that mean that, yeah, the household, you know, anybody who's hooked up who has a connection, are they going to be paying an extra five bucks a month? There's questions to be asked on this. And, um, I mean, Indiana, if, from the time I was a little, little boy, I was always told that, you know, Indiana doesn't have to worry about running out of water. We're one of the few places in the country that has excess water. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we're hearing maybe we don't have excess water. Right. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, I, I bet this ends up in the courts. Um, obviously, Le- Eli Lilly has been a great corporate partner for Indiana. Uh, they employ a lot of people around here. I am all in favor of helping Eli Lilly to to some extent, you know, make sure that they have production in, in central Indiana and keep that here. Um, but at what cost? And I don't want to bend over backwards and have especially water rate payers pay for this or have the taxpayers be on the hook for this. And especially if this ends up going south. So the Citizens Action Coalition, they were questioning why the IEDC committed taxpayer dollars to the Leap District project before finalizing the plan for water and complete testing. And they're saying that the process was completed in reverse. Like, we're going to do this thing, and then let's figure it out. That's When exactly they should have figured it out, and then greenlit it. Well, I know that this was an issue in the legislature last year. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of legislators, you know, just talking to them in conversation. They're like, we have no idea why the legislature is getting involved with water delivery, but yet here we are getting mm-hmm. involved with water delivery. But you're right. They should have had this, you know, they talk about shovel-ready projects, mm-hmm. and I think that this was billed as a shovel-ready project, but clearly it's not shovel-ready. It's ready. not shovel-ready, <laughs> right. It's more of a shell game with water, and I think that there's uh, a lot of questions that need to be answered on this. And like I mentioned, we did have Matt Gentry from Lebanon, the mayor, on this program, and uh, Rob and Matt have been exchanging words on X right now. And then this morning, Tony Katz had mentioned that Matt Gentry is going to be on his program. So more questions will be asked in this area and we'll, we'll see what comes of it. I I think it's, it's surprising to everybody with this leap project and IEDC that, uh, people are concerned about this and oh. are asking questions. I even told Matt Gentry when he left the studio after we talked with him, you guys need to hire a PR firm, if nothing else, to start answering questions. And he agreed with that. He said, yeah, I think they probably do. Um, and and it's not to spin. It's to be transparent. 
Right. Well, it's 9,000 acres. So mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a problem. You're taking prime farm ground, some of the best farm ground in the world, and you're taking, what's that, 15 square miles, effectively mm-hmm. taking it out of farm production to use for something else. I would think that there's probably better ground to use. Um, but effectively, this is going to take that entire I-65 corridor north of Lebanon up to Thorntown. That is all going to be part of this project. And, you know, we've been talking about water. We haven't heard anything about sewer, but if you've got water coming in, mm-hmm. it's it's got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere. Right. And what are the effects of that? Right. Downriver. And you're right. And that's where a PR firm would have answered all these questions. We would have a nice, probably trifold brochure. They would say, here, Brad, here's the answer to all of your questions. Mm-hmm. But I have not seen that yet. Yeah. All right. I I bet they're going to get one together I, I real bet, soon, won't I, they? I, they could probably hire Jim Merritt and his firm. He'd, he'd put something together. Yeah. <laughs> It is 13 minutes after 10, and let's talk about what's going on with Donald Trump. He's selling snippets of his mugshot suit. Also, dinner with him at Mar-a-Lago, and he's also got his latest NFT promotion going on. Um, Okay, let's talk about this, Brad. So, if you buy 47 NFT digital cards for the price of $99 each, you're so we're talking a little over $4,500. Uh, you're going to receive a piece of the suit that he wore during his infamous mugshot. So, Casey, you sent me this last night, and I watched it. Is this real? Is there a question? I don't question? know. When is- I first thought, when I first saw it, I thought, no way, it's deep fake. And then I watched it again. I said, no, is this real? And now you're saying this morning, no, I think it's a deep fake. So I, there's a video. I that, there's a video that goes with this, and Trump is pitching this himself. The only reason I think it's AI mm-hmm. or some sort of a fake, there's a couple either a bad edit or uh-huh. a glitch in the video. I I don't think it's real but the fact that we're talking about it and we're not sure means it is it's not scary isn't it's it it's not outside of the realm of possibility that right. this is for real is it real is it fake you be the judge Hi, everyone. This is your favorite president, Donald J. Trump, with some very exciting news. My last two Trump digital trading card collections sold out in just hours. And now I'm back with my latest series called the Mugshot Edition. I wonder where that came from. The Mugshot Edition. 47 all-new stunning cards, and here is the best part. I'm doing two important things for my Trump collectors. For the first time, we're creating a real physical Trump card. Purchase 47 digital cards and we'll mail you a beautiful trading card. It is an authentic piece of the suit I wore when I took that now famous mugshot. And it was a great suit. Believe me, a really good suit. It's all cut up and you're going to get a piece of it. I'll be autographing some of them. A true collector's item. This is something to give to your family, to your kids and grandchildren. With the purchase of 47 of the (laughs) Trump digital trading cards, you will also be invited to join me for a gala dinner at my beautiful Mar-a-Lago, my home in Florida. You've perhaps heard of it. It's become a pretty famous place. We just had our first dinner for my collectors, and we had a lot of fun together. That was a great... Okay, so he's uh, something you can hand down to your grandkids, something to be proud of. Now, I, I believe the promotion is real, but I don't know if the audio and video 
are real. So they're really selling. I, I'd heard, what, a year or two ago, they were selling the digital trading cards. Now, if you get a physical mm-hmm. trading card, does it mm-hmm. come with a dry piece of bubblegum? <laughs> no, but it comes with a piece of his suit. And he's also got this other deal. It's uh, for, it's almost $10,000. It's just a little bit under. If you if you donate that, you do get a dinner with him and 800 of your closest friends at Mar-a-Lago. So what's the, what's the better deal? If you do the 4500 dollar thing you get a piece of his suit you get the nft trading cards and you get entered into a drawing to go to a dinner or you can just do the 10 grand up front and you're definitely going to the dinner I think the best deal is to take that money and take your family out to a local establishment (laughs) and and forget you've ever heard about any of this. But, uh, Uh, you know, what a marketer, right? Selling pieces of his suit that you can hand down to your grandchildren. I want somebody to bring us a piece of this suit. I I still don't think this is real. You don't think it's real? I I don't think it's real. Um, I mean, like I I say, I've been wrong about stuff like this before, so I... But I, I just I think it's real. I don't know if the the audio and the video are real, yeah. but I, I think the entire promotion here is real and it's probably gonna sell out very quickly. I'm wondering which is more collectible, which will be worth more money in fut- in the future. Will it be the piece of the suit or will it be the cards? And if the you suit. you're gonna go with the suit, yeah. do you get to like request like I want part of the lapel or I want the inside I, pocket. I want a pocket flap. Right, yeah. exactly. Like which which piece <laughs> no, does no. it say which piece of the suit? I mean this has been certified by it's been authenticated uh, by president of the sports memorabilia authenticator mirrors so yeah the promotion is real um he donald trump's saying it's the most historically significant artifact in united states history Uh, of course it is but the good thing is trump's kind of a husky guy so there's a lot of pieces of suit that can be available (laughs) it can go around pretty far relics for sale um to fund these uh stupid lawsuits casey now i know what i'm getting you for christmas great a piece of donald trump's suit (laughs) i i i you know i would i would i would probably frame it I mean, I think I would. Like, if you're going to spend that much money and get a piece of a suit. I want a certificate of authenticity. Like, and, how and big is it? Is it a postage, postage the, stamp? The picture is on it... the little thing made it look, I'm trying to think, it's half the size of a post-it note. Okay. I think so. Yeah, it looked like about a yeah. one inch by two inch little square. Right. Kind of like, if you remember way, way back when we were kids, if you'd go to where they sold suits, you could get the little swaths of the cloth of mm-hmm. the material that they would make you a suit out of. I think it's about that size. So, of course, uh, they're saying that the suit is priceless. It's, you know. Yes. This it's, is it's, well, it's something. A, a piece of cloth for the ages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, it's Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. That is Brad Kloppenstein. And uh, you brought some presents in today. I huh? did bring presents. Merry Christmas mm-hmm. to you and Kevin. All right, well, oh, wow. we're going to get to that coming oh, up, okay. all right? Don't open them yet. Okay. All right, that's on the way from 93 WIBC. Hey, 
23 minutes after 10. It's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Brad Klopfenstein is uh, joining us in the studio today. Rob has the day off. So you brought this article to my attention, and it says that um, research indicating the drinking habits of women across the nation and shows that professional women are drinking more than ever. Yes. Yes. You go, professional women. Um, okay, so they're saying that it's a, it's a culture. Uh, 24% of women in the top income bracket drink at least 14 units a week. What's a, what are they considering a unit? Is a unit like- would be a glass of wine, okay. a beer, one, one cocktail, yeah. um, not a double. Okay, so that is compared to 8% in lower income households. Well, that's, that's a lot of uh, cocktails. It is. Although even I sold beer 25 years ago for a local distributor. And even then, we knew in our numbers, um, you wouldn't think this, but the highest income earners and professionals tend to drink more than anybody else in society. Mm -hmm. And so there is some correlation between being a high achiever, and I think it's just you have a stressful job, and then you end up having a cocktail after work, as well as a lot of sales meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, When you take your team out, usually there's beverages involved with that, and yeah, it's it's a nice thank you. But yes, the 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 high achievers tend to be the hardest drinkers, and okay. that, that apparently women are taking this to the next level. Okay, so this article is saying that the uh, the trouble is that uh, a woman's professional peak often coincides with caring responsibilities, menopause symptoms, and also. Uh, different health struggles and all of these things are culminating at the same time none of which partner well with a hangover no 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 babies don't do well i mean they're gonna want want to be fed regardless Mm -hmm. um which then that's the husband's responsibility that's where you say all right dear i was out late last night hungover you do the feeding okay so they're saying that it's very subtle where uh, a woman might inadvertently start having a cocktail which turns into three or four or even five glasses of wine whereas their male counterpart might only have one beer within that time so it's just going down really quick and easy isn't it well some of it is just our our bodies the fact is i weigh twice as much as you which means i could probably even take twice as much alcohol as you but yeah if you're matching me one to one effectively you are doing, drinking twice as much per body mass but this article is saying that we're not matching one to one no you're that you're women are, are are two to three to one and that's where the problem is and they they go on to give some tips of what you can do to uh curb your intake if if that's uh, an issue for you one is they say buddy up if you've got somebody else who's going to an event with you let them know uh that you don't want to partake as much and they'll try to hold you accountable your friend wait slow down there girl um they also say obviously stay hydrated that seems pretty obvious to me but they they're saying that at the end of the night uh many women will finish their evening and realize they haven't had a sip of water all night long or or something to eat now Casey, I, I, you may or may not know this. So after I sold beer, I went and worked for a local radio station in their sales department. Mm-hmm. I actually, One of the reasons I made that change was because, man, I, I can't stay out five nights a week doing bar promos sure. and then you know go getting out. Getting up so, the next morning. Getting up the next morning. I went to the radio business. It took it to the next level. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's still the case. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, another thing that they're saying is that you can plan something unmissable 
and you should put it in your phone as a calendar alert. So if you're out in the evening and it's, you know, seven, eight o'clock and you're still having a good time, the drinks are rolling, have that alert come on your phone that, oh, you've got something tomorrow morning that's more important than this. So don't keep drinking because you're going to be hungover and you're going to miss the next day's event. Have you ever gone out and said, I'm just going to have one or two? I'm only I'm go- here for one. Yes. And then five hours later? Yes, I've done that. But I've also, I've changed the game on that where I've I've actually gone to the establishment in advance and talked with the bartender and said, hey, if everybody's, you know, ordering more or they're doing a round for the table, I only want water. And, right. and even if they try and, you know, peer pressure, oh, have one more. Don't do it. I only want water. And I say that clear minded, completely sober. And, you know, the bartender listens to that. Um, That's smart. Uh, another thing that they they say is, you know, try another other options besides the uh, booze, like some of the non-alcoholic or yeah you can do seltzers a lot of times those are lower in alcohol Mm -hmm. um yeah you can order a single pour tall and then just have them keep topping off whatever your your mixer of choice is right yeah nurse that sucker all night or a lot of drinks you can just skip the alcohol like if you do a a vodka and cranberry or something just have the cranberry don't have have it without the vodka now this resonated with me because one of the points was make it about something other than booze and this is specifically if it's a a company event and they're saying that a a lot of companies you know they'll have the christmas party this time of year hey we're all getting together at whatever bar or establishment and they're saying that it's on the company to make it about something else and that's what Radio One has done. In fact, our Christmas get together is today. I, what time is it? It's noon to three, right, Kevin? Something like that. Yeah, and they're I, saying. I need to check my email. I don't think I got this. You invitation. were on that. You can you can be Kevin's <laughs> yeah, plus one. Yeah, you can one. crash it. But it is at an establishment. But they made it. It's it's axe throwing. Axe throwing. So yeah. yeah so don't so don't pregame before that because right, you don't exactly. want to throw an axe at somebody. So they're making it an event, and it's not just an event designed around drinking. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. So. And that's the good way to do it. I think a lot of a lot of companies have realized there is some liability that goes into drinking events with your employees. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the last thing you want is to be sued because you overserved your own employee who then went out and did something ran into a pole. Sure. Okay, but um, you did bring us in some gifts, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. What you have next? Okay. Fantastic. All right. It's ninety three WIBC. Good morning. It is 1034. It's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Brad Klappenstein is in for Rob Kendall today. So Hunter Biden speaking out following his indictment on tax and gun charges. He was addressing uh, reporters in uh, Washington, D.C. He said he's prepared to answer questions from House Republicans, reiterated that he would only do so in public. Of course, the uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer subpoenaed him last month to sit behind a closed door deposition today. Hunter, this is this is amazing. He stood up in front of reporters and he said, they displayed naked photos of me during an oversight hearing. They have taken the light of my dad's love for me and presented it as darkness. They have no shame. They have no shame. They have no shame. It makes it sound like he was sending them to his dad. 
Hey, Pot, this is Kettle. You're black. Uh, Hunter Biden saying that they have no shame. He's the guy who took the pictures, uploaded them to his computer, and then dropped the computer off at the repair shop and then left it there. But but the Republicans have no shame. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what he's saying. Now, it's funny. I think we all know, Kevin, when you send your nudes... <laughs> There's a chance that that's going to be on some internet porn site. and That's, that's always in the back of my mind. <laughs> I don't want to become famous that way. No, no, you don't. Okay, let's talk about what's going on with uh, Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. He was uh, in D.C. and he was out there begging for more money. And he actually went and uh, visited some defense contractors while he was here which has sparked some backlash people not happy about that but uh when he was in washington he was making an in-person plea for military and economic aid he said it's necessary to continue ukraine's defense against russia it's the third time that he's he's been to dc uh, met with members of Congress and also Joe Biden later in the afternoon. And um, they were speaking at this joint press conference at the White House. And President Biden was telling Zelensky that the majority of Americans support him and the war in Ukraine. And that, yes, we will all continue to do so until Putin is defeated. Backed by the strong and unwavering support of the United States and our allies and partners of more than 50 nations, 50 nations in Europe and the Indo-Pacific. And Ukraine will emerge from this war, proud, free, and firmly rooted in the West, unless we walk away. The American people can be and should be incredibly proud of the part they played in supporting Ukraine's success. We'll continue to supply Ukraine with critical weapons and equipment as long as we can, including $200 million I just approved today in a critical needed equipment, additional air defense interceptors, artillery, and ammunition. Okay, you should be very proud, Brad, of the money that you have sent over to Ukraine. I, I'm so proud. Mm-hmm. Including the $200 million from the Department of Defense. So a couple of takeaways from their meeting. Biden said that the U.S. will continue to support Ukraine for as long as we can. Uh, Zelensky telling senators he expects the U.S. to come through for Ukraine. This is what he expects from you. Yeah, he went from asking to kind of demanding telling. And when he says most Americans support Ukraine, yes, most Americans support Ukraine, much like most of my my neighbors support me raking my yard. It doesn't mean they're going to help me do it, mm-hmm. but they support it. They support me doing it. Right. And I think that that's where most Americans are. Of, yes, Zelensky, we want you to take it to the Russians and we want you to win. But if you want us to do it for you, that is a different question. Some of the Republicans who were at the meeting, they said that they're unmoved still at his, and I'm using air quotes, request for assistance. Zelensky's English has gotten a lot better since mm-hmm. this started, I've noticed. I think it's because he's doing a lot of time, spending a lot of time pandering. Um, he's been getting some criticism, saying that he's turning Ukraine into a, an authoritarian state. And Zelensky had a response for that. And speaking of his English, here it is. 
I say such person from government or mayors think about the war, think about how to defend our people. Don't travel through the world each day. Travel to the front line. Ask people, ask soldiers what they need. Do this. Not build roads for today. Don't do it. Spend all your money to the weapon, to the drones, to the society, to the pensions, and etc. And don't cry because you are leaders. And that's it. That's why, that's why we are, and that's why we stay. Because mostly people, people are not crying. People stay and fight against Putin. And we don't have any enemies in our country. We can't have and can't have time for this. And we don't have it. We have only one enemy. This is Putin. And that's it. But you'll stand from democracy going yes, forward? Yes, of course. And of course, because we are really defending democracy and we are really defending freedom. Okay, so, so don't build roads. Just continue to support our pensions. Continue to support the war effort. When it's all over, then we'll move forward to democracy. Is that what you heard? Um, to some degree, yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, I would like to get some promises on paper saying, all right, when this is over mm-hmm. and when you're victorious, this is what we'd like to see in return. I mean, we don't want to bankrupt them, but on the other hand, we're effectively loaning them all of our tools right now, and somehow we'd like to get these tools replaced when it's when it's done. Now, I will, will note, anytime there's a war, there typically is a consolidation of power at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened in the Civil War, World War II, with Roosevelt. I mean, it that happens. So to think that it would not happen in Ukraine when they're getting rolled over, um, I mean, it, it's, it's to some degree has to happen just because it's hard to consolidate everybody and consolidate your forces to fight against a single singular enemy unless you've you've done that and but yeah it's the once the war is over what are things going to look like and does that power stay consolidated or do you give it back to the people and i think that's where we'd like to see some guarantees it is the Kendall and Casey show. It's 93 WIBC. That is Brad Kloppenstein filling in for Rob Kendall today. And you brought us presents. What did you give us? Merry today? Christmas. Yeah, look at this. So um, I I think some of our listeners know I own a beer brand, mm-hmm. more than one. I own Alpsprow, which is in production, but then I have some others. You just got a new one too, didn't you? So yeah, so we've actually got three. So me and my wife, uh, we try our company tries to revive old Indiana beer brands. Well, one of these brands I sold off to a local brewer, and as part of that sales deal, I get some free beer. So because of that free beer, I am now sharing with, with mm-hmm. you and Kevin. So you, Casey, have the Sun King Electric Reindeer. Electric Reindeer. Deer. And Kevin, you have a... Uh, a Pachanga? Uh, Pachanga. P- Pachanga, Pachanga right? I think it's Pachanga. It's a dance, isn't it? So uh, Sounds like it. So yeah, so I'm. you guys each got a six pack of that. Merry Christmas. Kevin's oh. drinking his. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That was, Uh-oh. That was a little risky right there. Kevin but... made a mess. <laughs> I believe there's a sign on the door that says no fine, eating though. or drinking in the studio. Yeah, it's there true. for a reason. Carl, quick, get a paper towel. <laughs> Carl, drink fast. Uh, no, I'm kidding. You don't have to do that. It's, Kevin, What is, now what is your flavor? Because uh, mine says brown ale with ginger and molasses. Mine is a Mexican-style lager. Okay. What's the difference? Between, uh, is there a, the Mexican-style lager would be close to a Corona, I believe. Okay. Now, your electric reindeer, I've not tried that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think that it's a little 
kind of holiday spicy. Yeah. So uh, it actually sounds yummy. It does. So, so. It, as we've been sitting here this morning, mm-hmm. I just got another text message from them saying, hey, uh, we got a couple more cases of beer from you. We need to get with you the next couple of days. So... So, yeah, so I will probably have more to share as well, we... thank you for bringing yeah, these you. in. That's awesome, Brad. You're um, welcome. Uh, when Hammer joins us here in a minute, maybe we'll crack one of these open. Sure. I don't know how cold they are. We can throw them in the freezer Do a little fast. taste test? Yeah. yeah. You haven't had one of these, I have huh? not had one of the electric reindeers, no. Okay, well, we'll try it coming up. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 11 minutes in front of 11. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Brad Kloppenstein Stein filling in for Rob Kendall today. And Hammer joins us in the studio. Uh, I want to update everybody really quick. Hunter Biden has skipped his deposition. Does that mean they're going to hold him in contempt? They could. So he he's there. Yeah. He made a speech earlier, so mm-hmm. he's there. Yeah. He's just not going to take part in the closed-door deposition. Okay. So now what we're expecting this afternoon is the House is going to vote on the impeachment inquiry. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, at least according to Comer, they've got the votes on that. And then after that, they're going to decide whether or not they want to hold Hunter in contempt. So a lot of action happening at the House yeah. this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, you had a lot of action happening this morning. Morning. Congratulations. Yeah, we were named number three in America mm-hmm. uh, from Barrett News Media yeah. afternoon drive shows. Uh, we were number one last year. Yeah. We cut down the nets last year. We rushed the floor. We were the number one show. But if you've ever been part of something where it's judged, you kind of know they're not going to give it to you back to back years, yeah. right? Yeah. You had the feeling. Right. Like, they can't give Michael Jordan the MVP award every single year. They had to break it apart a few years, throw <laughs> Charles Barkley a bone a little bit. <laughs> yep. So we're happy to be number three. And again, God bless everybody for listening. You're, nice a, you're MVP in, in our hearts. Oh, well, you thank know, you're you. You're always you. number one to I'm us. your participation trophy. Yes. I appreciate that, you're, Casey. You're always number one to us. Hey, did you see this beer that uh, Brad brought us? It's the Electric Reindeer Brown Ale with Ginger and Molasses. Oh, it's, v- it's very nice and warm. I appreciate you guys... Uh, <laughs> You guys ready? Not putting this in the fridge. All right, here we go. Let's see. We're all going to... Brad, you There's haven't even had There's a fridge in my this. office. There's a fridge in the kitchen. <laughs> yep, that is warm beer. That is warm beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I expect this kind of mistake from you, Casey. Yeah, but not from Brad. Right, you're Mr. Beer. I didn't know we were going to be drinking today. This was just You didn't know gift. we're going to be drinking today. <laughs> you have a segment with Jason Hammer. You're right. And you didn't know that we're not going to be <laughs> drinking today? I am back on Friday. I will not make this mistake twice. Well, this is my last show of the year. So enjoy your warm beer. Yes. <laughs> my parting gift is a number three title and a warm-ass beer. Yep. It does taste kind of like Grandma's house. Hey, it does. Real quick, because I know we're running out of time here, because yeah. Casey's killed all the time in the segment. Sorry. Let's do a round of caller roulette. Mm. Something we've done on our show before. 239-9393. Mm-hmm. Call right now. And whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about it briefly. We'll go on to the next caller. Mm-hmm. We're not going to screen anything. Oh, if you want to tell Kloppenstein Stein off, if you want to rip on Casey, Don't if you want to rip on Rob, yeah. whatever the case may be. <laughs> if you want to propose to Casey, uh-huh. if you want to propose to Kloppenstein Stein, yeah. 239-9393. Call a roulette. If you want to talk about Hunter, if you want to talk about Ron DeSantis, if you want to talk about me, we can do that. 239 mm-hmm. 93 93. Hammer's ex-girlfriends get, right. go right to the front of the line. Right. Absolutely. If, if, if she's out there, 
Kevin, uh, give me a thumbs up when we've got some action over there, and we'll get some of these people on the air immediately. Okay. He's All got right. somebody. Oh, Hammer, you make me nervous. Line number one, Kevin. Let's get it rocking and rolling. Get Welcome to the butter. Kendall and Casey show. What mm-hmm. is your name, caller? Hey, this is Matt. Matt, what do you want to talk about, Matt? Well, I want to talk about the fact that Hammer gets all the slack for being the fatty on the afternoon show. What the hell? Let's look at Nigel. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, my man. Uh-huh. You're absolutely right. Uh-huh. I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, I carry my weight pretty well. I'm pretty mm-hmm. balanced. Mm-hmm. I- I'm country strong. I'm a little thick. Yeah. But Nigel's fat and bloated. Um, what's going on with the weigh-in? You it, it will return in January when we're all back from vacation. Okay, because, you know, you've actually lost some pounds. I have, I have. Now, I, I'm up a little bit from the last weigh-in I checked this morning, mm-hmm. but considering it's the holidays and I survived Thanksgiving, I'm not doing too bad. Mm-hmm. We'll see what Christmas brings, right. but it will be back on whatever that Friday is that okay. we're back. Are you a stress eater? Uh, no, no, I'm a bored uh, eater. Like, okay. I got nothing else going on. Eh, I might as well gamble on a game and eat some pizza. Because we know Nigel gets his calories from liquid intake. Let's go to another caller. You're killing okay. me. All right. Caller number two. Uh, welcome to Caller Roulette on the Kendall and Casey show. What do we got? <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> oh, bad signal. Kevin, let's go to the next one. Oh, got um, to move on. Yep, got to move on. Welcome to the Kendall and Casey show. What is your name? <laughs> Drew. Drew. What do you want to talk about, Drew? Ballot initiatives. Ballot initiatives. Rock and roll. The floor is yours. Well, um, I just wanted to uh, say that I'm very much in favor of them. It it seems like the Republican Party wants to take 51% of control over our lives and give us 49% when it should be the other way around. Why are they scared to do them? Wrong! Move on. Kloppenstein, respond. Uh, no, no. Ballot initiatives, that talk about chaos. That's how California became such a hot mess. Uh, we don't want that in Indiana. We elect people for a reason. If you don't like what they're doing, elect somebody else. Bada bang, bada boom. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, next caller, welcome to Caller Roulette. It's the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Hammer. Rock and roll. Let's go. Hey, I am a Trump fan. I want Trump to be president in 2024. He is the GOAT. He will bring this country back to where in its glory days, back when he was the president. We're going to drill, baby, drill. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring down prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't wait. And another thing, what is it with you guys with taking all your vacation at the end of the year? <laughs> yeah. See, listen, you know, here's you guys the thing. are killing us. I know, and I'm sorry, but here's the deal, right? As Joe Biden once said, look, fat, here's the deal. Um, <laughs> we're here through the year, mm-hmm. right? When it, things are really important and everybody's at work, heroes like Nigel, I'm sorry, like Robin. And I, mm-hmm. we come to work. People like Nigel don't care about you. They're on vacation all <laughs> through the year. Important moments, they're gone. When most people are taking their vacation, mm-hmm. we take our vacation. We care for you. We've got time for one more. Uh, let's pot it up here, Kevin. Welcome to the Kendall and Casey Show. What's your name? Good morning. This is Doug. Doug, what can we do for you, Doug? What do you want hey, to talk about? I got a question. So Disney was going to build a billion-dollar-plus complex in Florida, but they stopped doing it. So where did they end up building that project, or were they just uh, lying in the first place? Mm, the Reedy Creek Project. 
that the leap project that's going to Lebanon? <laughs> yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did. I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your butt. I have no idea uh, what happened to that idea, but I like Brad's response. I wonder if that, somebody uh, asked the mayor of Lebanon what's going to happen with that. That Trump guy was going to buy part of the suit. What do you have coming up today? Uh, Representative Jim Banks will join us. We'll talk about all the stuff happening in the House today. It's a busy day, and Tony Kennett stops by as well. Thank you, Hammer. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC.